Blog Talk Radio. Piper's Pit, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Mr. Piper, I would stick around, but you're going to have to excuse me. I have to go to the men's room. I'll be right back. Thank you. Oh, going home? Oh, my goodness. That's fine. Cow Palace. You can go to the men's room in the Cow Palace. That's a wonderful name in San Francisco because the Cow Palace is someplace that I would be proud to call my home. The Cow Palace is someplace that I'd be proud to bring my gal. <laughs> because obviously if you live in San Francisco and you are going out with gals, obviously they belong in the cow palace. I saw one, the only thing she was missing was antlers. She would have been in season jack, man. I saw her coming up to me asking me for a date. I said, man, I'm hot rod. Are you kidding me? He said, yeah, but aren't you the one that's going to fight Mr. Wonderful? I said, yeah, I'm going to fight Mr. Wonderful. He says, but aren't you the one that's going to fight him with all them wrestlers around the ring? He says, yeah, that's me. He says, don't you know what he's thinking? <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, I know what he's thinking. Absolutely nothing, man. When he's in a room alone, he is all alone. You see, you forget, I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. I know his moves. Oh, yes, he's tough. I know he's tough. You think I ain't, man? I've been around. You know that. I've been there before. He's tough enough to go and bench press 500 pounds. Who really cares, man, huh? Your idea here of a wrestling match here, you got 12 wrestlers around the ring. You got dancing midgets and leathers. You got your own. You got everything that you've ever wanted in a match. You know why I signed this? Incidentally, it didn't take me two months to sign this match. No, 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 no. It didn't take me two months to make up my mind, brother. No, no, no. I said, you want me to fight somebody? I'll fight anybody. Who do you want? Just let me fight him. Orndorff says, oh, I'm going to take my time. going to take me about two months. And I'm going to, I'm going to do right now go to the bathroom think about it and now i'm back <laughs> right there it's your idea of orndor's body you see that's going to happen after you fight me could be nothing left to you except for old and bald <laughs> and ugly <laughs> you ain't going to be no hot rod you're just going to be somebody that can't keep his bladder empty <laughs> thank you very much roddy roddy piper back in the bay area at the cow palace thursday night october the 10th don't you dare the incomparable Rowdy Roddy Piper 
sadly passes away at the age of 61. And uh, uh, tonight we're going to be uh, paying tribute. Uh, we're going to be telling stories, uh, giving memories, uh, talking about the, the legendary career of, of one of the all-time greats. As far as I'm concerned, the greatest talker in the history of, of pro wrestling, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Thank you all for tuning in tonight uh, on this tough uh, but special uh, Ken Reedy show. Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com. Slash the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there. We got a show chat going on right now. Uh, as well as later on, we'll have a Monday Night Raw, Raw chat. Uh, you want to get on board with that, so get on over to the Facebook page. Again, that's Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Get involved with the conversation. Uh, we got Twitter. Our handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. And our website is thekenreedyshow.com. A little bit later on, independent wrestler uh, Anthony Green will be joining us. Um, so you're going to want to be here for this interview. If you haven't watched the video, uh, it was posted on our Facebook page. Check it out. Um, great video. I can't wait to, to hear his memories. Um, but he has... Uh, Anthony Green was was cutting a promo for his independent promotion, and Roddy Piper was booked for the show, and Piper just happened by and decided to give uh, Anthony an impromptu lesson on uh, promo work. Uh, just, it, it just looked like such a special moment, and I'm, I'm excited to talk to Anthony Green uh, to tell us what it was like going through that. Like I said, go over to our Facebook page, check out that video as we talk to Anthony Green a little bit later on in the show. But, uh, you know, there, there's so many things to talk about, Roddy Piper. Um, such a special, special talent. Uh, you know, for me, this is, it's it's devastating. Even as I'm sitting in the, the Ken Reedy Show studios and I, uh, you know, I have a, a Roddy Piper still-in-the-box uh, action figure uh, sitting up here in the uh, studios as well as an autographed picture of him and, and always uh, you know, admired the hell out of what, what he could do, uh, especially with a microphone. And for me, there's the closest, uh, you know, there's celebrities and I get it and we don't know them and, and you know, I get it. Uh, but th this is, uh, you know, as far as being in a wrestling family, this uh, this passing is, is definitely a, a punch in the gut. So we got a lot to get into tonight, a lot of stories, a lot of memories, uh, the legacy, what Roddy Piper meant to the business, and uh, uh, lots of stuff to talk about. And you couldn't do it without my tag team partner who's on the line. Let's get him up here. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Um, like you, it's devastating, disappointing. Um, but hopefully tonight, with the memories that we share, of the late great hot rod rowdy rowdy piper um that we can do it some kind of justice i'm sure there are other podcasts out there that are memorializing and paying tribute to rowdy um which they should because he's probably one of the reasons why you're doing a podcast to begin with um but hopefully we can do it justice tonight uh the ken reedy show way yeah, I mean, and there's so much. I mean, you know, his personal stories, again, it's, uh, I'm excited to have Anthony Green on a little bit later on. And uh, obviously just, you know, everything he did in the business. So, uh, so much to get into. Dave, you were lucky enough uh, 
you know, somewhat recently you actually had a chance to to meet with Roddy Piper. And again, like Piper's one of those guys that, uh, you know, it's like you admire for so long and, and you finally get, get to meet him. And you, you always, you do run that risk with celebrities, you know, you can meet a celebrity and they can be really cool or you can meet a celebrity and it can be incredibly disappointing and, and you wish you kind of, you know, you never met them and you kept like the, the, the image in your head. And, uh, um, but Roddy Piper was one of those guys that for most people that, that I've talked to, um, meeting him was, was almost, uh, it, it just made it even better what you, you thought of Piper. I mean, it just seemed like such a, a genuinely uh, good guy at least uh you know in, in the later years of his life uh just seemed like such a, a just a nice guy and uh what was it like for you dave when you, you got to finally meet roddy piper well i'll tell you um at the time i ju- I, I just moved in with my fiance uh nikki and her son anthony and uh it was the first wrestling show i wanted to take anthony to he was big into watching it at the time so um, when I saw that Piper was going to be on the same card with Jake the Snake and he was going to host a special rendition of Piper's Pit with Jake the Snake on it, two guys who in the 80s and early 90s were, you know, when it came to the WWE, the WWF, they were a part of my, my top five guys that I loved watching, Hogan and Savage, of course, you know, being you know, two of the other guys. So to see them both on the same show and then to be involved in something very historic like a Piper's Pit and knowing the history behind uh, Jake coming back and, you know, we know his story and his road to recovery and how far he's come since um, being, you know, living with Diamond Dallas Page. And and I just thought that that was just going to be some, something so cool to see. I had to go. And, um, so I get in line to meet. I, first I met Jake. And I think I told you guys that story, which was a pretty funny story. But I get in line with Piper, and there, of course, you know, Piper's got a pretty big line. I probably waited about 15 or 20 minutes. And as I'm watching him, he's graciously, um, you know, shaking hands with people, taking pictures, um, standing up. Most guys, they sit in their chair, they sign, they look at you, they kind of nod, maybe say a quick hello and pose for a picture, and that's it. Piper stood up, he signed everything standing up, he took pictures, he smiled, he spent a couple of minutes with you, which was pretty cool. So um, as I'm thinking, you know, in line, what I'm going to say to him, um, I I remember as a kid, now this is what I'm thinking in line, I'm remembering as a child that, like, I wanted Hulk Hogan to rip Roddy Piper to shreds. Roddy Piper was the most hated person in my life at four years old. When, when when I first started watching wrestling, he was, he was not the boogeyman, not, you know, not, not any other bad guy out there. It was Roddy Piper. Okay. I, and I want Hulk Hogan to tear him apart any chance he got. So I'm in line. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll kind of bring that up. And then I, and then, you know, as I get older and, um, you know, going back and watching some of the older stuff, um, you know, I loved the tandem of Piper, Orton and, uh, and, and, and Orndorff the three of them together. They were great. They, they drew a lot of heat. They, to me, looking back, they were probably the equivalent of what the Four Horsemen was to Jim Crockett promotions. And I thought to myself, with the amount of heat that Don Morocco used to draw on his own, especially in his rivalry with Jimmy Snuka, I just thought the four of them together would have made a really cool stable. So I thought, okay, I'll kind of ask Piper that if I get the chance. So I finally get the chance. I, I decided I'm going to get the, uh, the, the, the picture taken with him. And, uh, he looks at me and goes, how you doing, sir? God bless you. What a beautiful family you have. So I introduced him to Anthony and, you know, my soon-to-be stepson and my fiance Nikki. 
Uh, he shakes his hand, says hello. And the fir- first thing I say to him was, you know, as a kid, I hated you. And I wanted Hulk Hogan to, to tear you up. And he says to me, he goes, well, you're not the only one. He goes, my wife still hates me to this day. <laughs> and so he brought some he brought some humor to it. And then I mentioned the story about Morocco. And he goes, you know something? He goes, honestly, he goes, that sounds like, I, I mentioned him, you know, that I thought that Morocco would have been a good fit with them in the buildup towards WrestleMania one. And they kind of, they, they would have been like, you know, Vince McMahon's equivalent to what the horsemen were in Jim Crockett promotions. And he says, you know something? He goes, Morocco was a very underrated talent. Morocco was one of those guys that was seen as, somebody that you can always rely on, but they never, for whatever reason, really decided they want to give him the ball. But if they gave him the ball, he would have made them a lot of money. He would have been a huge star, bigger than he was. Um, so he put over Don Morocco greatly. And like I said, he, 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 he asked us how we're doing, if you know, what we're looking forward to with the show, um, how long I've been watching, stuff like that. And he reiterated again, God bless you. You're such a beautiful family you have. Um, you know, come in, take a picture with me. Took a picture of him. I just shook his hand. I said, it's an honor and a privilege. Um, this is definitely something I can check off my wrestling bucket list was meeting you. And I said, thank you so much. And he said, the privilege was all mine. God bless you. And uh, enjoy the show tonight. And it was just, like I said, in the post on Facebook, when I posted the picture of us, if you go on the Ken Reed Show Facebook page, you'll see the picture of myself, my fiance, and uh, my, my, my soon-to-be stepson, Anthony, with Roddy Piper. He talked to you like he'd known you for years. And he treated you that way, too. Um, and it wasn't just me. The guy behind me, the guy in front of me, five people ahead of me, five people behind me. He treated everybody the same exact way. And, and every conversation, it seemed like, from what I can tell, was very much different. So um, it was an honor and a privilege to meet one of the, the guys I grew up watching, idolizing. Um, he was equally as good of a bad guy as he was a good guy. Um, and to me, in my opinion, I, I, I could be wrong, but he was the first real bad guy that was cool. And eventually when you became, when he became a good guy, it was even cooler. You know, I remember when I was a kid and he turned into a baby face. At first I thought to myself, this isn't going to, I'm like, how can I like him after what he did to Hulk Hogan a few months ago? But he turned it around for me and I loved him just as much as, as, uh, as a good guy, and then later years loving him as a bad guy too. So um, that was my personal experience with Roddy Piper, something I'll never forget. And, uh, you know, God bless you. Thank you for the opportunity of meeting you. Thank you for entertaining me all these years. And and, uh, and thank you for being Rowdy before Rowdy was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think the prevailing feelings that you hear a lot of for a guy who is an absolute legend um, – you know, and again, for my money, the best talker ever, uh, just how humble uh, he was as a human being. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny that when and I remember it distinctly because it was, it was November, November 6, 2010. It was an NEW show. And uh, one of the things that sticks out in that, at that date was it was it was the night that, that we had found out that the previous owners of our house were going to accept our offer. So we were going back and forth uh, for a while. They, they accept the offer. And then as soon as they accept the offer, you know, we can't like, you know, we're going back and forth with buying a house. We can't necessarily say, you know what? Like, don't call us back because we're going out to an independent wrestling show. So we put the whole like house negotiation on hold. You know, it was 
like one of those things that we, we kind of had to stick with the the negotiating for the house. But we finally get the, the offer accepted. As soon as the offer's accepted, like, let's hottail it out of here and get to the show. And, and what, what happened was, you know, I'm going there specifically just to meet Piper. I need to meet Piper this night. I have my hot rod shirt on. I'm, I'm total in Piper Mark mode. And I get to the show, and we get there late, and, and I miss the autographs to start the show. And, and I'm really bummed, but... but so I wait till intermission. I go and find the promoter, and, I'm, and I ask him, you know, is Piper going to come out for uh, autographs, uh, perhaps during intermission? Because I really, and I'm sitting there, you know, big Piper Mark. I, I, I came here really to meet Piper, you know. And he's like, let me see what I can do, because he's probably not going to come out for autographs. I'm like, ah, whatever. So anyway, the guy comes. The guy comes back. He finds me. He says, come with me. Stand right there. And I'm standing near where the wrestlers are supposed to, you know, do their entrances. And I'm like, all right, Piper's probably going to pipe, you know, poke his head out through the curtain, uh, say hello, and then go back. Whatever. I'm late. I'll take what I can get tonight. And, and it, the next part of this story, it's, you, you couldn't script this if it was, you know, a movie. But this is a true story. I swear on a stack of Bibles, this is exactly what happened. So the show is in a school. The promoter leads us down this hallway. Now, it's, it's the weekend. So the only lights on in the school are where the, the, the wrestling event is taking place. In the, uh, and if I remember correctly, I think it was actually the cafeteria. So the, uh, the, the lights are on in there. All the hallways and everything throughout the school are dark. So he takes us down this long, dark hallway. And I'm, I'm just like, where, where are we going? And he tells me to stop. And I stop at a part in the hallway. And there's a door on the other side of the hallway. He's like, just wait here. All right. So I, you know, I'm, I don't know what's going on at this point, but I'm like, I, you know, hopefully I'll get to meet Roddy at, at some point. I, I'm still thinking, you know, perhaps he's going to come back and say, sorry, guys, Roddy's busy or he left or whatever the case is. Um, so I, I'm standing there waiting in this dark hallway and the door opens. And because the hallway is so dark, the light from the other side of the door floods the hallway. And all I see is a silhouette in the light. And it's walking towards me. And then as the, the, the face comes into focus, it's Piper. And I happen to be the one standing in front of the door. And the first words out of his mouth with that big Piper grin is, ah, oh, geez, thank you so much for coming. And I just looked at him and said, thank, you're thanking me? Like, number one, thank you for coming out and meeting me. But, uh, you know, thank you for everything. And I, I was just, like, trying so hard at this point uh, not to mark out. And, uh, you know, he hung out. He talked with us uh, for a bit, asked where we were from. Uh, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that area. Talked about doing shows in, uh, in White Plains back in the day at the Westchester County Center. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite moments in this conversation was, you know, at that point, my girlfriend had, hadn't been watching wrestling for that long and uh, just a few years. And, you know, so I told them that I'd been a fan forever. And then, I'm like, you know, she's a fan. She's kind of a newer fan, but she, she's a big wrestling fan as well. She's really getting into it. And, uh, you know, Piper looked at me. He's like, oh, that, that's great. That's great. You're both watching it. And then he looks at me. He pauses. And with that sly grin, he puts up, like, his pointer figure, and he's like, you're showing her the old stuff, though, right? I was like, absolutely, of course I'm showing her the old stuff. And, uh, you know, and I was. I was I was showing Michelle as, as many uh, old Piper's pits and uh, you know, everything from back in the day as I possibly could. And, uh, 
You know, it was just, it was great that, that Piper, you know, was glad that Michelle was becoming a fan, but just wanted to make sure that she recognized, uh, you know, the, the history of it. And and then he looked at me, and, th- and this was a really difficult moment for me not to completely mark out. But after that, he said, uh, all right, champ, let's get a good pick. And, you know, it's like Roddy Piper just called me champ. And I was... You know, and Michelle's always said that, like, in a split second, she saw me become 12 years old. And, you know, he put his arm around me. We took a picture. He hugged me goodbye, thanked me again. And uh, then went went on to, to talk to some other people that were hanging out in the hallway. And it just, I mean, when you, you want to talk about being on cloud nine, I, I just, my God. Um, you know, and that's what I mean. You know, sometimes you meet celebrities and, and they're, they're cool with you. Sometimes they, they detract from what you want them to be. And sometimes they, they just enhance your respect and admiration for them. And the, uh, the just just how nice Piper was, how, how genuine a human being he was. And in regards to, you know, you hear the stories of back in the day that, that behind the scenes, you know, Piper could have been a little uh, pricklish. Uh, maybe was a little standoffish at times uh, back in the day, maybe a little guarded. I mean, whatever adjective you want to use. Uh, but, you know, my experience uh, that he was just a genuine, uh, humble, nice guy. Um, and, and it just, you know, for me as a wrestling fan, I mean, in and of itself, say, to meet Piper would have been an honor. But, you know, he, he gave me a, a moment in my life that I will just never forget. Uh, as a wrestling fan, it, you know, and I've been fortunate enough, you know, I've gotten lucky. I, I've met, you know, I've met Hogan, I've met Flair, uh, you know, I've met Bret Hart, um, you know, not to sit here and name drop. Uh, but as far as, you know, the actual moment of what it was like to, to meet an individual, uh, you know, that, that moment with Piper is something that will always stick with me uh, as just one of my absolute fondest memories um, ever. And, uh, you know, again, like you're saying, Dave, I mean, thank you. Uh, you're looking down on us. Thank you for the memories. Uh, thank you for that specific memory. Um, you know, thank you for everything, you know, putting your body on the line, uh, you know, everything you did for us as fans. Um, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, like I said, Dave, this is, you know, for me as a fan, this is a this is a tough one. This is a real difficult one for me. Uh, you know, the admiration. Uh, you know, as, as a fan, you know, there's so much of of the '80s when the when wrestling blew up, and 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 real wrestling fans. You know, we know that Piper was kind of the unsung hero of of wrestling blowing up uh, to, to someone. You know, the outside observer, yeah, we know Hogan. And we obviously know what Hogan did for the business, and Hogan did a lot for the business. But to, to have that, that hero, uh, to have that, that, that guy that you're just going to root for uh, time and time again, you, you need a nemesis. You need a villain. You need, you need that guy that, that you want to see the hero, as you said, Dave, tear him apart. And, and Piper was the guy that, that fit the bill. And... You know, when you look back on things, as, as much as you, you say, you know, a lot of times when people talk about wrestling in the 80s and blowing up and how it becomes, uh, you know, Hogan needed Vince and Vince needed Hogan. And that's what, you know, led to wrestling blowing up. But at the same time, man, they both needed Piper. And, and Piper had a lot to do with, with uh, 
the whole wrestling thing blowing up because he was he was that guy you love to hate. He was a guy that put a microphone in his hand and, and you know you wanted to kill him. And it just uh, you know I, I mean as far as I'm concerned, Dave, I think that you know Piper had just as much to do with the whole uh, wrestling blowing up thing as, as anyone else did. Well, I would have to agree with you too. I mean, we've had conversations before on what Hulk Hogan's done for the industry, along with Vince McMahon. We even made an argument that Mr. T, who was a, who was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame last year, um, was a very integral part in helping wrestling um, cross over into the mainstream. Piper was a big part of that too. I mean, you know, you you just said it earlier about you know Hogan needed Vince, Vince needed Hogan, but they both needed Piper, um, which is a very true statement. Uh, because Piper was such a great villain, but he was not only just such a great villain to Hogan, but also to the celebrities that he was involved in. I mean, we've talked about, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about many of the most memorable moments that Piper has ever um, been a part of in in, in this business. But um, I truly believe, too, I mean, I believe that Mr. T was a very integral part, if not the most integral part, of building up that first WrestleMania because a lot of people I feel paid money to see T um, get his hands on Piper. But Piper was the one that really amped all that up by getting, I mean, Mr. T at the time and Cindy Lauper too were two big pop cultural figures in, you know, in, in society at that time. Cindy Lauper had a great music career. Mr. T was just blowing up on TV with the A-team and he was seen as like this television badass, this tough guy. Um, and, you know, Piper, that I've heard for all intents and purposes, you know, part of his stick was a shoot with, 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 with Mr. T. He legitimately did not like Mr. T and he was fighting to keep his spot in the business and, 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 and hold his own um, moving forward in this boom with wrestling. And he did that, but he also, he also, I mean, in my opinion, he helped get casual fans, over to watching wrestling because at that time wrestling was very taboo and you, 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 you were seen as someone different and maybe odd if you watched wrestling. But I think with Piper's interactions with Cindy Lauper and with Mr. T combined with the effort with Hogan and the promotional machine that Vince McMahon was, I mean, a, a large part of that credit goes to Piper um, for, for what he did because I'm, you know, MTV played clips of Piper, kicking Cindy Lauper in the gut after the war to settle the score with Hulk Hogan. Um, you know, when he smashed the, the platinum album over Captain Lou Albano's head, who was in the girls just want to have fun video with Cindy Lauper. I mean, you can't, you can't leave Piper out of that equation. In my opinion, you can give your credit to Hogan T Vince McMahon, hell, even Cindy Lauper, but Piper gets a large part of that credit as well. Agreed. And, and as we, as we move forward in the show, uh, you know, we want your memories, your favorite moments. We're going to talk career. We're going to go through, uh, you know, this is all about rowdy tonight. Three, four, seven, eight, three, eight, nine, eight, one, five. That is the number to call. Uh, we're going to get Anthony green on, uh, at some point after the break. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough show, but hopefully, uh, on, and on some levels we can make it a fun show as, as we remember, uh, the late, great, great Rowdy Roddy Piper. And at this point in time, as you do every show at this time, it's time for the day five 50, 50 news report. Thank you very much, Ken. Good evening. And welcome to this week's Day 5 50 News Report, brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network. And on over to iTunes to subscribe for free right now. 
Search 1640 PWPR and find out where you can hear this show and so many others. Now, on to the news. Figure4WrestlingOnline.com reported this week that WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Superfly Snuka has been battling stomach cancer. The report indicates that Snuka had surgery last week to remove part of his stomach and lip nodes and returned home, returned to his home on Friday. Speculation in the report suggests that doctors believe they removed all the cancer inside of his stomach. For more information on this story, head on over to Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. And we here at The Ken Reedy Show would like to send our deepest, deepest, and I mean deepest sympathies to Jimmy Snooker and his family right now. After suffering a broken nose in his match with Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw last week, John Cena went in for emergency surgery last week to prevent any further breathing issues that come from an injury the likes of his. Reports are reports out are saying Cena is going to miss some in-ring time as WWE has pulled Cena from several live events, including a tour of Australia and upcoming TV taping. The missed in-ring time could hurt his potential rumored match with Rollins at SummerSlam on the 23rd of this month. Cena could be back as early as the annual Summer Classic, but WWE officials are hesitant, are hesitant to risk further injury to Cena. On top of the fact that Taker and Lesnar is headlining the pay-per-view and is seen as a huge draw, so having Cena sit this one out won't make much of a difference. Which is what WWE officials are discussing, the idea of Cena sitting out this year's event. We should know more of this situation and Cena's SummerSlam status on tonight's episode of Raw. Following up my recent story on MVP's departure from TNA, it seems as if now it's being reported that allegedly TNA pulled the trigger first and fired MVP instead of mutually parting ways, as indicated a few weeks ago. Speculation is that TNA blames MVP for the Hernandez-Lucha underground contract drama as MVP pushed heavily for Hernandez to be brought into TNA. When officials found out the status of Hernandez and his contract, the blame shifted to MVP as they feel he knew about the situation and didn't warn them of the issue which could have prevented the situation from taking place to begin with, causing TNA to scramble and change the production of several pre-taped shows involving Hernandez. It was no secret that MVP was going to leave TNA once his contract expired, but the situation fueled the fire even further. And it's also no secret here at the Ken Reedy Show that we are not fans of WWE's latest installment of Tough Enough. From the format, the overproducing, to the blatantly scripted elements that has taken over the show, the concept which was popular among not only hardcore wrestling fans, but amongst casual viewers as well, has indeed jumped the shark, and the proof is in the pudding. Reports this week have raised speculation further of the genuine nature of the show, as WWE officials allegedly are looking to get ZZ voted off the show. The company released footage this week of Coach Billy Gunn ripping into ZZ over his performance in hopes that fans will vote him off. With ZZ's lack of improvement in his cardio, to his on-air confession to a fellow contestant that he can't win the competition, WWE officials allegedly want him gone. The only way they can ensure that is to manipulate the viewers with the power of video editing as voting a contestant off is up to the television audience. Officials hoped last week that fans would vote him off, but that wasn't the case, 
and now it looks as if this formula will continue until ZZ is voted off the show by the viewers. And in our final story this week, with the success of, of the WWE Network special Beast in the East, officials are now discussing holding a live network special on the beach, similar to WCW's Bash at the Beach event, which was held 20 years ago from Huntington Beach, California. As of this writing, there is no timetable so when this event would take place. There you have it. Thank you for tuning into this week's Day 5-50-50 News Report. Don't forget, 1640 PWPR on iTunes. Subscribe for free. The one-stop shop for your pro wrestling podcast fix. And if you'd like a transcript of tonight's Day 5-50-50 News Update, head on over to the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page, as well as the 1640 PWPR Facebook page right now. Till next time, I'm Diamond Dave Rosenbluth, signing off. Good stuff as always, and and you're right, Dave. You know, uh, well wishes to uh, Jimmy Snuka and his family as uh, uh, they embark on just uh, you know what's going to be a battle. But uh, you know, it's Jimmy Snuka, man. Uh, if anyone can take on this fight, it's the Superfly. So best wishes to uh, Jimmy Snuka and his family. Um, you know, as we go through the show and, and we continue to talk about uh, the late great Rowdy Roddy Piper and. Uh, you know, as Dave and I started off the show, um, you know, we, we talked about memories of, of meeting uh, Piper and as great as a heel as he may have been on camera, it just seemed like he he could have been more of uh, the opposite behind the scenes. Uh, just a genuinely nice guy, a, a guy that, uh, you know, loved this wrestling business uh, and loved his fans. And, um just a, just a humble, great human being. And uh, at this point in time, and again, if you have not seen it, you have to watch uh, the video. We posted it on our show page, KenReedyShow.com. I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash the Kenreedy Show. Head on over there. Um, this video is incredible. As, as you watch, um, you know, Anthony Green, who is an independent wrestler, and he's getting ready. He's, he's uh, going through a promo. And Roddy Piper hum, uh, happens to come over and starts to uh, give an impromptu promo lesson. And you got to, I mean, the video is just incredible. But we, we are honored right now to have the one and only Anthony Green on the line to share a little bit of his experiences with Roddy Piper. Anthony, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing awesome. How are you? We're doing great, and I really, really appreciate you spending a few minutes uh, with us. I, I, I can't get over, honestly, watching that video, uh, how incredible that experience must have been with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And I was wondering, could you give our listeners just, um, you know, what was going on? How did he happen by? Just and, and your experience, like what it must have been like, you know, give us your emotions and what you were going through as, uh, you know, you're 21 years old and arguably the greatest talker in the history of wrestling decides that he's going to come over and help you through this promo. Uh, give us your take on it. Um, so, yeah, the, the day before the show, I actually was asked to pick up his son, Colt, uh, from the airport. So I was already talking to him, and him and I were friendly for, like, the next day or so. Uh, when I saw him at the show, him and his son were both on the card. Um, we were doing promotion for, like, the next show. There was a big battle royal type royal rumble show called um the spindle city rumble 
And um, it was just like a, th- it was supposed to be a 30 second, you know, quick promo, you know, my name that I'm, I'm the newest guy in town. And basically I'm going to go in and win the, in the rumble. Uh, I did one take and they said, all right, good enough. And from, from the side, you know, Piper was just getting ready to leave. This was after the show. And he just had this like mm-hmm. smile on his face. And I was like, Hmm. I'm like the best promo man, arguably the best promo man in wrestling is right there. And I'm not going to ask him like what he thought or what I could have done better. So I went right over to him. I said, Hey, did you happen to see it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, it was all right, but I, I know you could have done better. I'm like, do you mind like coaching me through? He's like, yeah, no problem. When they, when they're done with the, with the other ones, we'll go back at it. We'll try it again. I'm like, all right, cool. So I just hung around a little bit and he, he hung out with us. He, he could have probably left, went to his hotel and just slept, but instead he waited till 11, 1130 at night to finish these promos. And then it was my turn again. And all he did was stand next to the camera guy. It was never a plan of his to come in the shot at all. And, and I did the take once and it was a half passable promo. Maybe I'm, I'm not the best on the mic um, or, or in promos really. And he just came in and you could, you could see it on my face. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, and he really just coached me through it. And it's a six minute video. There's probably 10 takes in there. And, um, people are saying that before your eyes, you can see me go from a probably a D minus promo guy to at least a B minus probably in a matter of six minutes. So it's just like really cool that a guy like him, you know, main event at WrestleMania, uh, first ever WrestleMania at that. And he helped a 21 year old kid that he really doesn't know at all. I mean, as this is going on, what, what's, what's going through your head? Um, one, I was actually kind of hoping that they weren't rolling because I was really embarrassed but looking back at it, I'm so glad that the whole thing's cut on film. And then at the time, I was like, well, if you are rolling, you might as well just use that because it's going to be better than anything I do. Now, now going forward, so you got you have this experience with, with uh, Roddy Piper. Um, you know, what, what, like, what did you take out of that moment? You know, you had, like, you know, you, you're right. You can see, you know, you evolve and, and your, your promo work getting better as the, the video goes on. Uh, what are some of the lessons you, you took out of that, that going forward you, you incorporate into your game? Um, before anything, I would like to say just like stay humble really. Um, because, you know, you have a guy like him in the locker room, definitely ask any veteran for advice. And for his sake, he didn't have to help me and he did, but promo wise, really just be confident you be confident in who you are um in your character and whatever you're really trying to portray is, is what i took out of it the most just incredible i right. ken and, and dave here we're talking with anthony green independent wrestling star uh star of the video uh getting coached by the one and only rowdy roddy piper um you know for us when we heard the news on friday uh, that Roddy had passed. Uh, for us as, as fans, it was a real uh, punch in the gut. Uh, could you go through uh, like what what went through your head when you heard that Roddy had passed, and now you know, your video is kind of uh, you know it's it's going around the internet, it's being shared left and right. I mean, what were your thoughts on on Friday when you heard the bad news? Uh, 
I was actually at a show, um, and the ring announcer was uh, one of the wrestlers' uh, girlfriends. Doesn't really know much about wrestling, and she saw she saw it on her newsfeed because she follows TMZ on Facebook. And immediately I was like, no way, it's no, it's one of those Facebook posts, you know, it just happened, like on kayfabe news or those weird websites. And lo and behold, like maybe 20 minutes later, it was confirmed and then everyone was just posting about it. And it really felt like a punch in the stomach. And it was something like, you don't register. Um, Just like when, when Dusty Rhodes passed, it's like, he gone like you don't think these guys are our are our superheroes um you know superman doesn't really exist batman doesn't exist but when i was younger dusty Rhodes was the guy or roddy piper was the evil villain and just to know that they're like no longer around it's it's sad i have to ask you when you know you mentioned your experience, you know, with Piper teaching you and, and, and you taking the advice from, from uh, his, his notes about cutting a promo. Um, if there's one memory of Roddy Piper that comes to mind, aside from your personal experience with him, what would that memory be of uh, when you think of Roddy Piper now that he has uh, unfortunately passed? Um, because of my age, I'm only 21. Um, my memory of Roddy Piper is actually when he pulled Zach Gowan's leg out. But it would have to be my, what, something I can honestly say I remember. Um, Cause that's when I was obviously watching wrestling in 2003, 2004. Um, but I have a second memory. Actually, I myself, when I was 14, did a podcast type wrestling show on blog talk radio as well. Uh, it was called Wrestling Autism Radio. My host, his name was Alex Mashenko. He had a slight form of autism. And Roddy Piper actually took time on a Wednesday night and actually let us interview him. Wow. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, geez, that, that, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of speechless right now. That, again, like you know, as these stories keep coming out, you, you start to realize that as as great a person as as you, you thought Piper was, he actually was better. Uh, you know, he was, he was a better human being. It's it, it's just incredible to hear these stories. Um, for you, I mean, it, it's interesting because your you know your perspective. I mean, you're you're a fan, uh, obviously, but you're also in the business. Uh, you're trying to make a go of this professional wrestling thing. Um, if you were, if you had to name or, or put, put into words, uh, what, uh, Roddy Piper's legacy, uh, is to the business, uh, what would that be? Um, it's obviously cliche to say Rowdy, um, but if I was being serious here, I'd have to say, um, unforgettable, his career, everything he's done in the rest, in the wrestling business, has been unforgettable from boxing match with Mr. T to main eventing WrestleMania one to smashing a coconut over Jimmy Snook's head. Every, everything he's done has been unforgettable. 
Anthony, again, uh, not not there's really no words to express. Number one, the, the sorrow that I think uh, all of us as wrestling fans are feeling. But number two, just uh, uh, you know, I, I can't bring into words what it must have been like for you to to get to hang out and then have uh, Roddy Piper uh, help you with your your promo. Uh, I I thank you so much for spending a couple minutes with us to, tonight. Uh, talk about Rowdy. Good luck to you and your thank career you. and. By all means, man, you know, I, I got to be honest. I saw the video. I, I hadn't uh, seen you wrestle. I, I have a friend in Connecticut that has seen you a, a few times who said, oh, he's, he's really good. He's, he's young, but, uh, you know, real good stuff in the ring. I uh, like what I'm seeing. I pulled up some YouTube stuff, watched you. Uh, there's some talent there. You know, keep moving forward. Take your lessons from Rowdy and everything else. And by all means, man, uh, come back on the show. Let's promote some of your stuff on uh, in happier times and uh, talk wrestling yeah. and your career and, and where you're going to be, right? Awesome. Thank you very much for the platform, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care of yourself, man. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. I have Anthony Green. Uh, you know, again, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of speechless here when you talk about Roddy Piper and, and – uh, the stories and, and just how great a human being he was. And, and, and as you know, I mean, Anthony hit on it and, and we're going to talk about, you know, uh, and it's, it's a good word to use unforgettable because, uh, uh, you know, he was, I mean, the stuff he did, uh, you know, you just, you're remembering, you know, that these, these memories are emblazoned uh, in your head, whether it's, it's Jimmy Snooker and the coconut, um, you know, one of the things, and again, you know, we talked a little bit about, blowing up and, and wrestling blowing up and, and Piper being the unsung hero of, of wrestling blowing up. You know, the one thing about Roddy Piper and his career that I don't think, you know, another thing he doesn't get enough credit for was his role uh, in WrestleMania three. Um, the, the, the WrestleMania that, you know, that a lot of people, including myself put as the WrestleMania that solidified that there will continue to be WrestleManias year in and year out. Um, you know, and there's the obvious, you know, there's, there's Hogan versus Andre, uh, you know, that everyone remembers. There's obviously Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. Um, but, you know, when you think about WrestleMania and before WrestleMania 3, the build towards WrestleMania 3, you know, all that stuff with Hogan and Andre, uh, you know, Hogan getting the trophy for uh, being champ for four years and, and Andre getting the undefeated trophy and, and Andre challenging Hogan. All that stuff was happening on Piper's pit. You know, Piper had an integral part in, in building that storyline, as well as building his own when he was having his, quote, retirement match as he battled with Agent Adonis's flower shop and then wound up wrestling Agent Adonis at WrestleMania three. consequently creating the character of Brutus the Barber Beefcake um, so, I mean, again, Piper, one of those guys, kind of the unsung hero of, of WrestleMania three. And one thing that's, again, unforgettable, but the one thing with Piper moving towards WrestleMania three and the build with Hogan and Andre, the one like and, and it's like one of those things. It's the subtleties, man. It's the subtleties when you're, when you're given a promo, when you're given a performance, it's the subtleties and then you're bleeding. It's just the way Piper said that line. You're bleeding. And, and it, it was improv. You knew it was improv because they didn't know that when Andre pulled the shirt off Hogan that the, the chain was going to rip into Hogan. He was going to be bleeding, which made for such a, a poignant, poetic, dramatic moment that you just you, you couldn't script. 
And then the way Piper said, you're bleeding, it, it was just, uh, it was such a cool moment. But, but Piper, Piper was the guy. Piper was the guy that needed to be there. He was the guy that needed to deliver that line. And again, you know, we, we, I keep saying unsung hero. Piper had a lot to do with the, with the build towards WrestleMania three, Dave. Absolutely. Not only for his uh, contributions in his retirement match with Adrian Donis, which was a pretty cool storyline. And at that time, that's when, you know, retirement matches um, meant something in wrestling. Nowadays kind of are seen as, uh, you know, just something to facilitate a storyline. But at that time it was thought that Piper was going to really be retiring. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The, 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 the stuff that he did as, you know, Piper's pit was the playground, so to speak, with um, building the Hogan and Andre match. Um, I hate to knock the wind out of your sails, though, Ken, but I'm going to have to correct you on the, um, the, 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 the moment about the, the blood on Hogan's chest because I've heard stories from, not personally, but from interviews with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho tells a story once in an interview that he, a story he had with, oh, no, I'm sorry, maybe it was his podcast with Hogan. I believe it was his podcast with Hogan where Hogan tells the story about that segment on Piper's Pit. Everybody thought that the chain was what scratched Hogan's chest to make him bleed, but Hogan revealed in that podcast with Jericho that it was actually Andre's fingernails that scratched Hogan's chest. I hate to, like I said, I hate to knock the wind out of your sails, but that's what I remember recently from the Hogan-Jericho podcast. But nonetheless, promoting Hogan and Andre at the same time, he's got his own angle going on. WrestleMania has always had a formula of, uh, you know, three, four big matches to really draw people in. And I remember as a kid, it was Hogan and Andre I obviously wanted to see. It was Savage and Steamboat, and it was Piper's retirement match. Those were the three matches. And if you look at the old Coliseum video of WrestleMania three, the cover, the cover shows the picture of Hogan and Andre, and underneath it, it says, and Roddy Piper's last match or retirement match in WWF. That's how big of a deal Roddy Piper was at that time and how big of a deal he helped make WrestleMania three. It's just uh, incredible talent. There's so many stories and let's, you know, let's go out to the phones because, you know, I'm sure our fans, our listeners got stuff they want to talk about Roddy and let's go out to the phones. We got Anthony who's on the line. Anthony, how are you doing this evening? Hey, what's going on guys? You know, uh, really, I put in the words uh, when I was on the uh, 1640 uh, tribute show, and it just sucked. <laughs> and I kind of still feel the same way about it, you know, about the about Piper dying and so close to when Dusty passed and all the crap that's going on with Hogan. And, um, you know, somebody brought it up on a tribute, I think it was Joe White, you know, that it's kind of like a shitty summer for wrestling fans. And I thought it was pretty true. I mean, when you see, maybe not in the ring, but, you know, all our all our heroes or personalities that we loved when we were kids are kind of passing away or having issues, you know, the terrible news about Snuka coming out now, too. Um, it just really sucks. But, um, you know, one of, my, one of my memories of Piper um, – goes back to WrestleMania 5, and I must have watched it like a thousand times when I was a kid, because I had it on uh, VHS, and we'd watch it over and over again, you know, that even though Warrior lost to 
um, Rick Rude, but you had Hogan and Macho Man, and me and my brother must have watched that tape a thousand times. But Piper did, and I think I misspoke on the tribute. I said it was a Piper's tip, but I think it was Brother Love's actual show or whatever thing he did that was kind of a playoff Piper's pit where he had Piper and Morton Downey Jr. And, uh, you know, I guess they got rid of Brother Love. I don't totally remember that part, but I remember, you know, Piper and Morton's getting over on him and blowing smoke in his face. I just remember Piper looking at him, don't blow no more smoke in my face. <laughs> I just never forget that. I still laugh to this day. Then he sprays him with the um, fire extinguisher. Just like that's like one of my when I think of Piper, that thing just stands out. But you know, guys brought up too. Whenever you hear bagpipes, you just think of Piper. You know, they we were you know we were at those shows together. The last show where they had like the Waterbury Police bagpipes, you know, come. You just see them there, and you know why they're there. Yeah. They're for Piper. <laughs> yeah. Just awesome stuff. And I'm kicking myself in the ass all weekend long. Because when, when Dusty passed, I said to myself, if I go to one of these shows and one of these legends is, are there, I'm going to go see him. I'm going to meet him. Even if I only see him for five seconds, I'm going to go do it. And I did it with Flair this weekend because I made a commitment to myself that I never miss him again. And I was thinking about Roddy, and I'm like, oh, NEW always has Roddy. He'll be back. Famous last word. So I've went to two shows in the last couple years. You know, with Roddy there, Piper's Pits, the whole thing, and I didn't go up and meet him, and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not doing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is not to, not to rub it in, but yeah, I mean, the the man himself was was better than the character, and that's uh, you know that that that's what was incredible about Roddy. You know, meeting him was you know just made him better uh, in your eyes, and uh, you know it's funny because with with Piper, you know. There's just so many memories, and uh, I had forgotten. You know, I should have forgot, but I I wasn't even thinking about the uh, you know the Piper and, and Morton Downey Jr. And I so like as you said the line, I so remember that. It's like you know, there's just so many memories uh, with him, uh, both as a face and as a heel. Um, it, it's just it's it's incredible, and, and it's and you're right, man. It's it's I mean the way to say it, it's, it just sucks. It really does suck. It's been a it's been a tough few months to be a wrestling fan, especially uh, you know if you've been watching for a long time. If you're you're a you know an older wrestling fan, um, you know, and it's it's been a weird year. I mean, we talked a lot on the show, like a, a lot of stuff we've talked about has been behind the scenes stuff, uh, whether it's uh, contracts or uh, TV negotiations and things like that, and. Uh, Unfortunately, the past couple months has been a lot of, uh, you know, incredibly bad news. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because, uh, again, I keep saying for, for me, like, Piper was the greatest talker of all time. You know, if you're going to tell me you think Dusty is, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. But, uh, you know, I've always stated that to me, the, uh, the blessed trinity of talkers were Flair, Piper, and Dusty. Um, you know, and... and to, to lose Dusty and, and Piper uh, this close to each other, um, it's such a it's such a loss. Um, you know, it's just uh, the past couple months it's, it's been tough as a, to be a wrestling fan. You know, it's just kind of this news takes the wind out of your sails. And 
you know, it's, it's funny. I, I don't know about you, Ant, but I, I've been like going through and like watching on YouTube and signing things. And it's like, I just click on random things. Like I'm looking like best of Roddy Piper, like, Oh, like, let me watch this. I don't remember this promo. And it's, it's, I, you know, always puts a smile on my face. Um, such a, a unique, uh, promo style. So, uh, you know, I'm curious, do you have, I mean, aside from the Morton Downey Jr., uh, do you have a, maybe even a favorite match or a no favorite moment uh, when when you think of Roddy Piper? You know, you know what's crazy? I'll give you two. Um, and I know people have killed it and the whole thing, but the boxing match with Mr. T. I mean, I just, sure, was it the greatest wrestling match ever? Of course not. But I just, Piper could almost sell anything. And and with T being involved and everything like you guys have brought up, it just it just made that an event. And then uh, the the second one would be, and I'm laughing just thinking about it now. WrestleMania six where he kind of did the half black, half, you know, hot rod and the hot Scott. <laughs> you know, he was turning, he was doing the promo and he's turning to one side. He's doing the hot rod promo, then he turned to the other side and he would say he was this hot Scott and he was snapping his finger. <laughs> I mean, he just, I mean. He, and I, I kind of brought this up on a tribute. Um, when you think of Piper, like, when he grabs a microphone, it's Piper. He He's cutting his promos. You know, if if you handed him a script, he'd probably wipe his ass with it and throw it away. You know, he's going to say what Piper wants to say. And you look at these guys now on WWE, and I use WWE as an example because the only place in wrestling I feel it, it's almost like, you know someone's handing him a script. You know, when Roman Reigns comes out and says, sucker and suck attach, and that corny smile, you know someone's telling him to do it. Instead of just saying, Roman, go out there and be yourself. And what made that era of wrestling so great was those guys just grabbed the microphone, Dusty, Piper, Flair, Hogan, Warrior. You go down the list, Macho. They just went out and, and cut promos. They came from the heart. You know, and you could just tell it. What nothing was scripted. It was almost like it was almost like a comedian that just, you know, is is filming a movie and just comes up with a line, and the director loves it, so he uses it instead of the stupid shit they wrote on a script. You know what I mean? And I totally, when you when you think of Piper, that that's just it right there. And I think the difference in the promos now to then, you could you could just see it just watching back at this stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch a lot of it because I had a busy, busy weekend. And you could almost see with Flair, you know, when he was interacting with the fans, he was he was Flair. You know, he was doing his woo-woo and, then, you know, he's hugging and shaking hands. And I'll be honest with you, when I got up to him, I was going to ask him a question. I totally forgot what it was. And I was like, dude, I'm in awe. Can I just shake your hand? He's like, absolutely, brother. Shakes my hand, pats me on the back. And we took a picture. And that was it. Was That was enough. But when he walked out to the ring, and I don't know what he was intending to say or whatever, but half of what he said was about Piper. And you could just feel it coming through the microphone that this guy was genuinely upset that Piper passed away. Laney Poffel did a did a uh, you know did a thing in the ring. He did a uh, you know he did a uh, poem for the for Savage and everybody thank you Savage. And then he did one for for Piper, and his whole poem was about a great friend. And then he talked about what a great friend Roddy was and how he felt like he was a great man because he could call Roddy Piper his friend. And it just, those things just really, like, hit you. Yeah, it's just, you know, I think 
again, words can't express like, you know, how great a loss this is to the entire wrestling community, uh, the fraternity of wrestlers, as well as wrestling fans, just a, a horrible loss. And, uh, Anthony, good stuff as always. Thank you for the call. And, uh, we'll, you know, hopefully we can get back to talking some wrestling next time. Absolutely. We'll talk down the road and, uh, I'm just going to give you guys a pop awesome interview with Anthony Green. I'm glad you had him on. He's a real good kid. Hope you can have him on again and talk wrestling because, I think he has somewhat of a future, you know, maybe in Ring of Honor or whatever. So that was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Let's stick with the phones. We have uh, a Tony who's been on the line. Tony, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody, you know, like everybody completely uh, in total shock about the passing of you know, Roddy Piper. My God, I mean, he's you know one of my favorite guys. Uh, growing up, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I see the, I just see, you know, like, it was unbelievable. I saw the headline on, you know, the other night, it's like, Roddy Piper passes away. I'm like, uh-huh, why do you, you know, it's just like, cause, oh my God, it's like, you know, like, you know, first lose, you know, Dusty out of nowhere a couple months ago, and now Roddy Piper too. It's just, oh my God. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was, um, yeah, quite a, quite a, you know, Oh man, that was quite a shock to me. Uh, and um, you know, I'm, you know I, I did get to meet him uh, at a NEW show in um, April 2008. I remember it was in Newburgh, and yeah, he he was he was a great he was he was a really genuinely nice guy. He was really awesome. You know, he the you know, big smile on his face. Called me he called me champ too. Actually, he called me and uh, my friend. You know, he called you know, champ and he's you know it was it was, it was great. You know, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was, he was, it was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of great ways you can get in, get into trouble on a Friday night. Uh, it, was, it was, oh, man, it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, getting to meet him was, you know, was, was amazing. I, you know, I've been a fan for, so, for, you know, for over 20 years, but, you know, it's like, I can go back to, my first actually seeing him was the, was the 92 Royal Rumble, when he won, you know, when he uh, won the Intercontinental title, and it was just, you know, that was just, uh, you know, I mean, I heard his, you know, his promo beforehand, and that was pretty much the first I saw of him. And it's like, okay, this, this guy's this guy's good. You know, I was like, this guy sounds really, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, him winning the title and like the fans going nuts, and it was just like it really got me sucked in. And then, you know, you know, and he was he was in the rumble match later with Flair going through half the half the guys in there, and then, oh god, that 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 moment when he he comes running in, oh man, you know, that's. Yeah, and you know, WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania three, yeah, with the Adrian Donis with the, you know, shaving his head and all that stuff, and that, you know, that was, oh my god, and um, you know, uh, yeah, I, you know, I remember all, you know, WrestleMania eight against Brett for the Intercontinental Championship, I, that, that, that was that was like that was a great match. Uh, yeah, he's the guy. Even when he showed up in WCW in the in uh, the fall of '96, you know, it's like it was the end of the Halloween Havoc, and you know, Hogan. And, Beating uh, Macho Man, and then all of a sudden it's like you hear the bagpipes, and, I'm just, and it's Roddy Piper's like, "Oh my God, he's in WCW too now!" It's it was just unbelievable, you know. It's like, and the, you know, like you know, I mean, even you know, like the way he built up, the, even the the build to that match at Starcade, they were just that year they were just saying how you know it's like, oh yeah, he's the only guy that Hogan's never <laughs> never beaten or whatever. Piper actually, you know, I remember him actually saying that in the in the promo, and it's like, wow, that's such an interesting Hogan never beat him, huh? So it was just like you know going into it, I just remember wanting Piper to win the match, 
And, you know, but, yeah, he did win. I was like, going nuts. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, 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 you know, a lot of great, you know, a lot of, a lot of great memorable moments from, from Hot Rod, and he was definitely one of the greatest. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, every time he, every time he talked, you know, like I say, you know, it, it, it was just amazing, you know, it's like, even though it's like, especially I started watching when I was nine, it's like watching the guy always, you know, go, you know, cut those crazy promos, and it was like, you know, hey, nine-year-old kid, yeah, I found, I found that to be very entertaining. It was really, uh, you know, it's really Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we're talking about, it, it, it's funny, man, because we keep talking about, you know, you keep talking about Piper, and, and everyone's bringing up different things, and there's just so many memories, and, uh, you know, some of the stuff you, you're bringing up, like when you talked about, you know, his his match with Brett at WrestleMania 8, um, you know, a very underrated uh, WrestleMania match, and, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Piper, and, you know, again, to me, greatest on the stick ever, um, but, you know, the guy could perform in the ring. Uh, and if nothing else, he could tell a story. Um, like Anthony had said before, WrestleMania too. you know, that match was not great with Mr. T, but, uh, you know, Piper brought the intensity, uh, and which would bring you in as even if the match was bad, like Piper would bring something to it that, uh, you know, maybe is not going to make it a five-star match, but at least it's going to draw you in, uh, as a fan. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's just, that's a gift. That's a gift to be able to do that. And, and not a lot of people can, can pull that off the way Piper did, uh, even in his later years. Whenever he'd come back and do a, a special Piper's Pit or an interview segment on Monday Night Raw, he still would, uh, you know, he'd bring the intensity. He, he, would, he would add a certain level of, of importance to a moment. Um, it just, it, it's a gift. You know, the guy was just uh, so uh, incredibly talented and, uh, uh, you know, a loss like this really hurts. Um, it's cool, Andrew, that you actually got to to meet him as well. Um, and you know, again, the, the experiences that we're hearing from people is uh, meeting him was uh, was was just incredible. And uh, again, thank thank you, Tony, for giving us a buzz tonight talking about Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, you know, hopefully we can get back to uh, talking some wrestling in the not too distant future. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right, talk to you. Thanks, brother. Yeah, when you when you look back on Piper's career and, and you know, again, like I said, you, you talk about uh his his work um you know on the microphone. Uh you know, a guy, you know, other things though that he brought to the business, again, the intensity he could bring in the ring, uh the storytelling aspect, you know, he was a guy early on, you know, I remember Piper was the one that went to, to Hollywood. You know, Piper was the one that, that did They Live, um, which, you know, was, was not a great movie, but kind of a cult classic. Uh, I enjoy it, the longest fight scenes in movie history. Um, but you, when you talk about a lot of the, um, you know, the, the stuff he did in the ring and telling the stories, and like I said, that match with Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8, and, uh, you know, let, let's not forget the, the back lot, the Hollywood back lot brawl with uh, Goldust, you know. Not a guy necessarily, Dave, that, um, you know, was, was a, a technical specialist, but a guy who both, you know, we're talking a lot about outside the ring, but inside the ring, the guy was also gifted. He knew how to tell a story. You know, you guys have been taking all the memories out of my mouth of what I've wanted to talk <laughs> about with Piper. I mean, Christ almighty, like, I might as well just hang up right now and call it a night. No, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, the intensity. I mean, that was that was a point I wanted to make when you talked about intensity earlier. I mean, the intensity that he brought in that match with Goldust. 
Um, I remember as a kid, I was like, why are they putting Roddy Piper with Goldust? I didn't really care for the Goldust character. I mean, to push the envelope, and obviously as I, it, it kind of grew on me later late, later on in, in years, but I didn't really care for it. And I was and when they brought Piper in, they did that at first. I was like, why? But then I was like, you know what? I like I hope Piper beats the shit out of him because I can't stand Gold Dust. Like I just don't like him. And it's like and there were two com- you know, clashing personalities that worked so well. I mean the intensity for that WrestleMania, I wasn't a big fan of that WrestleMania going in. Um it really wasn't a whole lot that got me excited. Even Sean and Brett, and I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan, but I was not excited to see the two of them go uh, you know, sixty minutes. Um but Piper and Gold Dust, I remember watching it, I was like and the punches. Like, they were so, I mean, we talk about how, like, you know, wrestling's predetermined, it's scripted, and we don't use that word fake because it's it's disrespectful to the guys that, that go out there and risk their bodies. But, um, you know, they they do get hurt, but they do it in a way where they, they, they work themselves and they get hurt. But this looks like a real fight between Piper and Goldust. And they made it so entertaining on top of the physicality with the, the OJ chase. Um, you know, he was just so intense in just about everything he did. You know, Tony brought up a great point about the build-up towards that match at Starcade with him and Hogan. You know, I knew that it wasn't going to be a great match because both men were, you know, in the twilight of their career as far as their their uh, their health goes. But I the, the build-up for months just to even get Piper to, to to sign a contract to wrestle Hogan. I remember as a, as a as a young kid, as a teenager, you know, the NWO thing was cool, but I was really hoping that like. I still was holding out hope that Hulk Hogan was just a good guy. And like, this was like some sort of phase he was going through. And, and I was kind of hoping that Piper was going to beat the respect out of him. And it would be him and Piper versus the NWO and kind of getting rid of the NWO. Um, but I just remember the buildups being so great, the intensity and the promos with Piper um, and Hogan leading up to it, leading up to eventually Piper signing a contract when the NWO beat the crap out of him in the ring at the contract signing and how intense it was. Intense is a great word to describe Roddy Piper, you know, in the ring and out of the ring, too, with his promos. Um, but one memory that nobody has really brought up is his work as a color commentator. Um, when they used to pair him up with Vince and with Macho Man, when they used to do, like, superstars or wrestling challenge on Saturday morning, um, the intensity that, that Piper brought to those broadcasts, a great Piper moment was when it wasn't really in his favor, but when Ric Flair debuted on WWS television and he, he baited Piper into a fight at the announce table and he beat the crap out of him. And Piper was so loopy from getting beat up by Flair that he took a, he took a wooden folding chair and he smashed it over Vince McMahon's back. And it was something that like I'd never seen before. You go on YouTube, you can find it. It was such a cool, intense moment and it wouldn't have worked with anybody else. But because it was Roddy Piper, it worked. Um, and those are just some of my memories of Piper. Um, and I could probably tell many, many more. But I'll leave it to you, Ken, and some more of our callers to uh, share the memories of the great hot rod, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yeah, and like I said, you know, as we have our callers call in, there's just so many of them. There really is just so many. I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, as, as you, you talk in recent years, you know, uh, when they bring Piper back, um, you know, and, and you, you're probably better at that. You're probably, you're definitely better at the whole, like, you know, years thing and remembering exactly. But, um, you know, one of the things that, that sticks out to me is the, uh, when Piper was on, when, uh, John Cena and they were doing the, uh, uh, Nexus angle and, and Piper was, 
you know, talking to Cena, and there's, there's a lot of us guys, that's all-time greats, that didn't have a chance at that title. Um, and that title means a lot. And, and you know, Piper was able to just come in and, and put the title over, you know, show that the gravity and the importance of the, the WWE championship. And, and th- those were the things that, that, to me, were just incredible, Dave, that, that you know, he, he may be gone for, for years. And he could just put the guy back on television and, and he could just, he'll add just, just that little bit that needed to be added. Or he'll give you just that very entertaining moment. And, uh, you know, that, that was a special kind of talent to, to be able to, you know, you know, not be involved in the storylines week to week, not be on Monday Night Raw each and every show, but then to be able to show up and, and deliver at every given turn. Well, absolutely. In fact, that was the, um, it was in 2010. That was the storyline where John Cena at that time was forced to be a member of the Nexus. And it was the buildup. It was the, the, the go-home edition of Raw uh, for Survivor Series. And the main event was Orton and Barrett. And it was for the WWE Championship. And if Wade Barrett won the title, he would free John Cena from the Nexus. I think it was like the free or fired match or something like that. And Cena was the guest referee. So the dilemma was, was Cena wanted out of, the ne- out of the Nexus, but if Barrett didn't win the title, then he would have been fired. So Cena almost had to, there was questioning his integrity and questioning his motives. Um, and Cena was even questioning himself. Uh, you know, I love doing this so much, but do I ruin my reputation just to keep my job? Um, and he was on Piper's pit and it was an old school raw. I remember this. And the storyline was, you know, okay. At that point, at that point, I was kind of past the whole Nexus thing. They really kind of dropped the ball with that angle. Um, after that SummerSlam that or a few months prior, but you were, you know, Piper came in and basically like, like you said, the talked about the importance of the title and he was only there for one night, and you would have thought he was there all throughout the whole time of the entire storyline. By the by, the by the in the manner that he cut that promo on John Cena and how he performed in that particular segment in that Piper's pit, um, which was really cool. And I remember like Piper even petitioned like a couple of years later to be a part of um, uh, the build-up towards Cena and The Rock. Uh, he did a Piper's pit with Cena where they kind of questioned Cena about um, the audience kind of turning on him and he needed to kind of either embrace that or fire back at that in order to gain an advantage heading into his match with The Rock. And then I remember Piper on Twitter said something about wanting to do a Piper's pit between the two of them. You know, it was a go-home for Raw, with, you know, the Raw go-home before WrestleMania, which I thought would have been super cool, would have really added to that to that storyline. Um but, you know, I wouldn't say everything Piper did, you turned into gold, but it, it, Piper did some pretty damn good stuff even in, you know, the later years of his career if he wasn't on TV as much. That's an unbelievable talent. 347-838-9815, that is the number to call as we talk about the the life, the legacy, the legend that is Rowdy Roddy Piper. And let's go back out to the phones. We got Mike is on the line. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, talking about, uh, you know, the unfortunate passing of, of Rowdy Roddy Piper, sharing memories, our favorite moments. Uh, why don't you, you know, what are your favorite uh, moments uh, from Rowdy Roddy Piper's career? Well, it's so funny because, Dave, Dave, you were with me. You were, there, you were saying the same thing, Dave. There's still no more moments, you know? Uh, 
you know, I, I could tell you, my for me, my moment started with Rowdy Piper when I when I hated him. When you know, when 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 you go up against Hulk Hogan and the two of you guys know, you guys are big Hulk Hogan fans. When when somebody goes up against your guy, you're like, hmm, you know, who is this guy now? He comes out in the skirt and he insults people and he and he's talking and he's and he's you know and it's just a bad thing. But then, you know, like most wrestlers, when fans, we're forgiven. When Rowdy Piper, you know, when when he had that whole thing with Adrian Adonis, and then he tagged up with Hogan, it was like, wow. Now I see it, you know. Now Rowdy Piper is a really great guy, you know. And it was just one of those things that you know, Rowdy Piper was. He was just one of those guys that when you heard, you know, when you heard Rowdy. You knew he was going to bring it. You knew Rowdy Rowdy Piper. It was he was in intensity. He he had some great you know some great matches, some great promos. He just had some great you know. Piper's Pit was one of the best talk shows. You know you knew what you were going to get on Piper's Pit. You were going to get you were just going to get the best of Piper, and that's what we you know we got. I mean as a as a fan, my favorite memories of Piper. I I I love. I loved um, I loved the match that he had with Jerry the King Lawler. I I, I like you know it's it, the King of the Ring in uh, in uh, 1994. It was just unbelievable. Um, you know that you know Rowdy had just did the Rowdy had just did the uh, the WrestleMania 10 where he was the referee and Jerry Lawler was saying I hate Piper and all this, and then he was goating Piper when Piper was out there making a movie. And then uh, they had the little deal where they had a fake Rowdy Piper on the King's Court. And then uh, it was just an unbelievable, um, unbelievable, you know, but, you know, Rowdy Piper, I mean, he, like I said, he's a legend, you know, and uh, it's just, it's just something, you know, it's just something. It's interesting, man. I mean, you bring up a really good point and, and, and I, I never really thought of it this way, but. It's very interesting as as we're all we're, you know we're sitting here as wrestling fans and just uh, you know uh, you know I don't think devastated is is you know too dramatic. I mean I think we're all kind of devastated. Uh, you know I've said it and uh, one of our callers also said it. It's like it's a punch in the gut. Actually I think Anthony Green said it. It's like a punch in the stomach. You know finding out that he passed away. And, and the, the very interesting thing about Roddy Piper's career is is most of us. When we look back on on being Rowdy Roddy Piper fans, uh, our fandom started off absolutely hating him. I mean, just <laughs> despising him. I mean, that's where we all started with Piper. Just wishing to God that someone would just tear him limb from limb. I mean, huh. you know, the, the heat that he was able to, to garner. And it's just, it's amazing that we're all hurting as wrestling fans, and, and we all started off in a place where we just hated the guy. We hated the, the character that, that was Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just intriguing to know that, that he, he became so endearing to all of us. But uh, uh, we started in a place of kind of a very visceral hatred towards him. Yeah. But you know what? Something you know what? But you know what? Something that I I really loved the most was I got to see Roddy Piper. I actually got to see him twice wrestle, and um and the first time that I got to see him wrestle was unbelievable. It was uh, back in 1996. It was at a house show in in New Jersey, 
it was then it was Continental Airlines Arena, and and it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the one two three kid was supposed to be wrestling in a tag team match against Scott Hall, but Scott Hall got suspended. So what ended up happening was Rowdy Piper. Well, yeah, Rowdy. I mean, what's his name? The kid came out. To, the the kid came out with DiBiase, and Rowdy Piper was the acting commissioner at the time. And Rowdy Piper said to him, listen, you know, he was crying about his match that he had the baby powder match, the baby thing, right in your house with uh, with them, with Scott Hall. And uh, he said, listen, you want to fight? Rowdy said, you want to fight, you jerk? He said, today, we're going to fight. It's going to be Rowdy Piper versus the one two three kid. And, and, and Rowdy won, and, and, and I can tell you, that that I just got the chill in the air when I got to see Roddy throw the punches and the the sleeper, and you know what's another funny point? You guys remember in in 1990, Dave? I know Dave remembers. Dave, do you remember when Bad News Brown and it was Bad News Brown and Roddy Piper had the uh, they had the big in, they, they had the big confrontation? Do you remember that? Uh, are you referring to after the Royal Rumble heading into WrestleMania? Or are you talking about the map, the WrestleMania match itself? Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about the the the, the, the on the way to it. Do you remember? Do you remember what I want? Sorry, go ahead. When when Bad News Brown cut the promo on Piper and uh, about having you know chicken legs under the skirt and stuff like right. that, and then they went after each other, and it took like forty guys to break them up. Yes, and okay. I. Yes. Okay. Now, now the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you remember on Wrestling Challenge and even Superstars, where Roddy Piper was, he was doing the tune-up matches. He beat uh, a guy. He beat anyway. He beat a guy with a knee lift. It was just so funny. Like he went against one this job, right? I can't remember who it was back in the day. Yes, they called him Jobber. Now they call him Talent Enhancement. But anyway, he beat he beat somebody. With the with the knee lift, and it was so funny to see that because you never really seen anybody today. Imagine today seeing somebody get beat with a knee lift. Roddy Piper had the best knee lifts, I gotta say about uh, you know. But uh, going back to Bandit Brown, one of my fa- favorite promos, and then later on, I'm sure you guys heard the story about how it was a rib in the back when they couldn't get the uh, they couldn't get that solution off Piper. With the uh, when uh, when he went out there to do his promo, well, he wrestled when he was half black and white, which which was which was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When he said uh, to me, Gene, you don't know which route you're gonna get, and it was just a, a funny uh, thing. But I, I wanted to bring that up because I figured it would be it would be you know it was definitely one of Piper's greatest uh, greatest moments to to me though. Imagine though beating someone with a knee lift. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and that was, you know, the difference between wrestling then and, and wrestling, you know, back in the day. I mean, not everyone had, like, uh, you know, a, a specific finisher that they had to win with each and every match. And that's uh, incredible. But, uh, you know, Piper would make any move work, you know. And, and yeah. again, you know, the one of the things that the most important thing in wrestling is telling the story, both inside and outside of the ring. I know we talk about, you know, we're talking about Piper's promo work. And that, but but ultimately, like it all rolls into that 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 ball of just being able to tell a story. And and there weren't many guys that were better at, at telling a story 
than than Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, it's, hmm. it's, it's such a great loss to, that that he's passed away. Uh, Mike, yeah. good stuff as always. Thanks for the call, and uh, again, yeah. hopefully next time we'll get back to next- talking. Uh, just- some good old fashioned wrestling. Yo, before you guys let me go, it's an it's an unfortunate thing too about Jimmy Snooker. You know, now here's another interesting thing. You know, it's just so sad that that Piper had a rivalry with Jimmy Snooker, and now I find out that Jimmy Snooker has stomach cancer. Is that correct? It is. It's uh, you know, um, I mean, the reports are that they, he had surgery, that they were able to get the cancer, um, but he's got a long road ahead of him. So yeah, we uh. Hi, everyone here at the show. Send good vibes uh, to Jimmy Snooker and his family. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, me too. It's 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 uh, terrible. I met Jimmy Snooker a, a thousand times, and he's a great guy. I mean, he's, obviously, he's still here with us, thank God. And Piper, Piper too. Piper, Piper. Um, one of the things I also liked about Piper was that he would actually tell the kids that were coming up in in independent wrestling. He would tell them, "Go to school, go do something, make something to yourself." Go to school, have something to fall back on. That's Piper. That's how Piper was, and uh, I'm I'm glad I got to hear Piper tell the kids that. You know, that was you know most wrestlers, you you wouldn't get that for but for Piper you did. But guys, I will talk to you next week. Thank you for my time. You guys are great. Love you guys. Keep on rocking, man. Keep it going, brothers. Keep it going. Thanks. Take it easy, man. You got it. Yeah, I mean, so many great memories as we continue to talk about, uh, you know, Piper's career and everything. You know, one of the things that, you know, I think that it's a testament again to, you know, a different era, a different time, and, and the intensity that, uh, you know, Piper brought to the ring. And, and you know, another story, and this is, this is not a, it, it's not funny, but it's it just a testament on, on how Piper was, you know, able to deliver. Um, for those of you who, who don't know who uh, Quick Draw Rick McGraw is or was, um, you know, back in 1985, uh, he had a run with Roddy Piper. And uh, unfortunately, Piper, Piper and McGraw had a match in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, where uh, Piper was dominating so heavily that the ref stopped the match. The ref uh, determined that McGraw was unable uh, to continue the matchup and, and stop the match. And uh, unfortunately, not too long after that, McGraw passed away and uh, Piper was so vicious in the match that actually uh, uh, from some fans, from fans that didn't get what wrestling was, uh, you know, actually blamed Piper for McGraw's death. Um, you know, and that was just, I mean, again, like our fandom for, for Roddy, came from a, a place of hate. I mean, really, you know, I don't, and I don't mean that, you know, in any way, shape or form, disrespectfully, which that fans, you just couldn't stand him because he was just so good at, at what he did. And, uh, you know, you know, as we get close to the end of this show and uh, your callers again, thank you so much for uh, uh, calling in and paying tribute to the, the late, great, great, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, and as we get set to wrap, oh again, and I I gotta thank Anthony Green for uh, coming in and sharing his experience of uh, getting an impromptu uh, promo lesson from uh, the one and only Rowdy Roddy Piper. And as we get ready to uh, you know kind of close the show, uh, hopefully we we all can enjoy uh, Monday Night Raw this evening. Um, some parting thoughts, Dave, uh, on the the one and only Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, well, like you said, we all, all, all began our, um, 
our uh, our relationship, I guess you could say, with Roddy Piper um, by hating him. And he had the ability. He had he's a hand, he's on a uh, a small list of guys in the wrestling business that could do both, be a good guy and bad guy, both successfully equally. Um, he was, you know, like like uh, Anthony Green said, unforgettable um, to me. I thought that because his personality was so colorful, both on screen and behind the scenes. And he was one of those guys that just wasn't going to die. He was going to live forever because he was just so vibrant. Um, yeah, I mean, Piper in a class of his own. I'm not going to argue with you when you say that he's the best promo guy in the history of the business. Um, I think he's in a class of his own. I really do in terms of his um, his character, his ability to, uh, to, to talk on the microphone, his ability to captivate you through a television screen. Piper's in a class by himself. I think that's, that's probably okay. I, I was just gonna say I think that's the the best um, the best way to put put it. I mean, it costs all his own. I think he kind of summed up uh, what we're all trying to say. And uh, you know, again, thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight. Um, enjoy Monday Night Raw, uh, Piper. Uh, you will be sorely missed. A legend, as you said, Dave. Never be duplicated. Uh, rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Good night, everybody. <laughs>